The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, people love chopping wood. In this activity, one quickly sees results. As a Smart Moves coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I will help you make the leadership and business moves to quickly see results. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and you're not getting sidetracked in your drive for purpose, performance, and profitability in your business. Now, a Smart Moves treat to power up your business Brought to you by my valued sponsor, Snelling. Connecting the right people with the right work. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Quote John Lennon, Life is what happens to you when you make other plans. How many of us have been surprised, even flabbergasted, by a situation we just didn't expect? The contract that we had for years didn't get funded again. The operations manager hired from a competitor who was to turn things around but created more problems. The job we were perfect for went to someone else, and I'm sure you can add more to this list. Why are we caught off guard? Because most of us are comfortable with what is. We all play the game, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or we naively and hopefully think that bad situations will not happen to us. Another reason is our experience base may not be broad enough to envision an unlikely situation or an upcoming problem that we should pay attention to. Finally, sometimes we're so busy dealing with everyday small fires, we forget to see the big one that can or can can abruptly damage our business. So, it's time to take off the blinders and get out of business as usual. Each time something important occurs that is radically a break from what was expected, realize the situation carries with it insights as well as potential opportunities. Here are three ways to benefit. First, ask these kinds of questions. What is different today than it was a year or even six months ago? 
What were our expectations before the expected situation? What are they now, and what could they be in the future? What should I be doing differently in my work, my team, my department, or company? So second, in order to take off the blinders, is be aware of the law of unattended consequences. We live and lead in a complex world. That means everything interacts with everything else. In other words, each decision or action we take can have more than one effect. A solution to one problem can create another, or what looks like honey can quickly turn into vinegar. And finally, third, determine the changes that need to be made. It could be how you lead, make decisions, or work with your team. It could be a different approach dealing with your customers or suppliers. It could be dropping a product line or adding a new one. It could even be revamping your business or strategic plan because of new competition. Whatever it is, it needs to be well thought out and quickly implemented. So here's a smart moves tip. As leaders, we don't always have to wait until life happens. We can contemplate the future through developing what-if scenarios. During a your next staff or management meeting, take time to ask questions such as, in the next six months or year, or even five years, what can go right with our customers, employees, and suppliers? And possibly, what can go wrong? In other words, what are the best case and worst case scenarios? And most importantly, how can we plan for them so they won't catch us by surprise? Listeners, are you ready to take off the blinders? Let me show you how to get out of business as usual. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Listeners, today's program is to help you take off the blinders and see the reality of cyber threats and how they can damage your business. Whether you are a startup entrepreneur, a veteran business owner, or managing a growing company. This topic is absolutely crucial for your business success. My guest today is Emilio Icello, who has more than 12 years experience as a strategic cyber intelligence analyst, supporting U.S. government civilian and military intelligence organizations, as well as a private sector company providing cyber intelligence to Fortune 100 clients. He will provide information as to the types and volumes of cyber threats that small to medium-sized businesses face, as well as look at the types of actors that are interested in trying to compromise you. At the end, he will look at various approaches that SBMBs, or small to medium-sized businesses, can do to better address these security situations. So welcome, Emilio. It's a pleasure to have you on this program. Thank you for having me, Marcia. And I want to say to the listeners, this is a topic that I know very little about, 
And yet, I think it's extremely important, and I am so pleased to have someone who is a cyber threat analyst who can help us decipher what's going on and how to deal with it. So, Emilio, um, first thing is to, to kind of get us moving into the topic is what is the current state of the cyber threat with regards to small to medium-sized businesses? Well, first, I think it's important to remember that all businesses have sensitive information that needs to be kept secure, whether that be intellectual property, personal data, or customer data. And small to medium businesses are no different. When it comes to breaches, there's a trendy phrase that is said, it's not if, but when. And this applies to, <laughs> it's true. And this applies to organizations of all sizes, not just the large ones. No right. company is too small to avoid being a target in this interconnected business ecosystem. But to answer the question, small and medium businesses are an important target for hostile actors. Um, to give you, for instance, uh, in a recent computer security vendor uh, report, in 2014, 60% of all targeted attacks were directed against small to medium businesses. And I thought two key findings kind of really uh, encapsulated what, what the cyber threat is to small and medium businesses now. The first was spear phishing attacks were a favorite tactic used against small to medium businesses. And what spear phishing attacks are, they're just they're emails that look legitimate mm -hmm. but will typically have an attachment or embedded link that when clicked on will drop malware onto your computer. And two, that the sales and marketing divisions of small to medium businesses were the most at risk. And this is probably due to the fact that sales and marketing are, are the public-facing fronts of businesses, and so they'll probably provide uh, contact information, email addresses that the bad guys will you then use to craft the aforementioned spear phishing attack. So the, you know, one of the first, you talked about spear phishing, and in, I mean, I get these emails all the time. And I'm, I, I want to be very careful, and I do because my husband told me, do not click on them. Please do not. So I, I get the message. My concern is how do I stop it? How do I get them to stop sending me these things? Because it's a pain. You have to put it in junk. You have to delete it, whatever it is. Is there a way to do that? Unfortunately, there's not necessarily a way to um, to stop that directly. Um, certainly, um, you know, spam filters have have increased in capability. So if if, it's, if your system doesn't immediately recognize that as uh, an email as coming from either uh, uh, a known source, um, it'll automatically funnel it into the spam. And and right now, that's about the best uh, you can do. Um, and by all means, you know, when in doubt, when seeing email that you're not sure if it does did come from a friend or not, because a lot of times people have had their um, personal emails hacked, and then what, what these spammers will do is they'll take that and then shoot it to everybody in that person's contact list. So sometimes you'll say, hey, Marcia, read this, and there's a link, and you're like, wait a second, my friend doesn't usually say stuff like that. So when in doubt, it's always first one, never to click on any attachment or embedded link that you, you are suspicious about. And mm -hmm. two, if you're not too sure, you can reach out to your friend and say, hey, did you send me this, uh, just to confirm that. And if they certainly did not do that, then absolutely the best thing you can do is immediately uh, delete it and, uh, from, from your uh, system. And the other thing that uh, um, 
and you and I talked about um, when when I first contacted you and why it's so important because of customer information. And I gave the scenario to you. I went to a diagnostic center I had been going to for a number of years to get uh, yearly checkups. And this time they give me an iPad, a, a tablet, and they say, okay, put all your information in there, including my social security number. And, you know, automatically I did that and handed it back to them. And then afterwards I started thinking, should I have done that? Um, so, you know, when you're, so this is really important for, for businesses to realize that they are gathering uh, critical information from their customer base and how well are they protecting that? So is that another, you know, issue that you're going to be getting into? Uh, of course, um, certainly uh, with regards to uh, customer data, that that is you know first and foremost concern. With the health industry right now, um, electronic health records are rapidly replacing paper records and will contain mm -hmm. generally the same information, social security number, addresses, insurance ID. Um, and this is the type of material that is, you know, cyber criminals in particular uh, look uh, find much value in because they can quickly monetize that in the underground marketplace. Um, so yeah, so safeguarding you know customer data is is very vital, especially for small businesses. And then and I'll and I'll give you an example why. Um, so because you know small businesses, customer information theft can paralyze operations or put a company out of business. Mm -hmm. so in a 2012 study. The National Cybersecurity Alliance noted that 60% of small to medium businesses have gone out of business within six months after suffering a breach. Wow. And when you consider the fact that, that, that the you know, business disruption costs right now, you know, on average, $900,000 per breach, and depending on the extent of that, can cost as much as $5.4 on average. So you can see why cybersecurity and protecting these, this vital information um, is, 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 is very important for, for small and medium businesses to do. Well, you know, I'm going to stop you at this point because it's going to be a time for a break. Um, and so this is Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders move from where they are to what's next that will lead to success. My guest is Emilio Icielo. Uh, and when we, we come back, he's going to talk more about uh, why small to medium-sized businesses are targets and what you can do about it. Because you can see that it can be very costly to your business. Uh, you can antagonize your customer base and you can actually go out of business. So stay tuned for more. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. 
Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at SmartMovesCoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders move from where they are now to what's next that will lead them to success. My guest is Emilio Aiciello, and he's a strategic cyber intelligence analyst, giving us insights into a very timely and crucial topic. That is the reality of cyber threats and how they can cause damage to your business, and then more importantly, what do you do about it? So, Emilio, you talked about, um, in the first segment, the current state of the cyber threats. And now let's uh, dive a little deeper and find out um, why are small to medium-sized businesses targets? Um, Talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, I I, I find there are three major reasons why small to medium businesses are targets of, of hostile cyber actors. Um, the first is certainly money, um, that, uh, you know, even as a small business, you have, ac- there's access to a certain level of, of money that is, uh, you know, attractive for a cyber criminal. Um, money is money and, and stolen money is easy money. So that is definitely one. Uh, one principal reason. The second one um, is access. And, and it's, it's, a lot of small to medium businesses, depending on who their customer base are or if they work with larger corporations, um, they, they offer an opportunity of access into these organizations. Mm-hmm. So they may be used to be uh, as a compromise point to go forward and in, 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 into these larger, potentially more lucrative areas. And, and finally, I think a third one is the volume. And, and there's a lot of small to medium-sized businesses out there. And, yeah, I did a little research, and in 2013, I found that there were approximately 28 small, million small to medium businesses in the United States, two-thirds of which contribute about $7.5 trillion to the U.S. economy. So certainly there, right off the bat, you have, you, you have the, you have the uh, 
a wide target base of which cyber criminals can pick and choose who they would like to go after. And certainly the money right there uh, shows that this is exactly what they're going after. Most of them want this type of easy money to get. Um, and I noticed that in the, and according to the Small Business Administration, in 2012, small to medium businesses created 64% of net new jobs in the United States. And that small to medium businesses accounted for 54% of all U.S. sales and half of all private sector payrolls. So yeah, these are exactly target-rich environments that um, you know criminals see value in. Um, and uh, so, so, so they, they see the small to medium businesses as an attractive target. And, and, and if not only for the money and the access that they represent, but also the fact that um, there's a chance and opportunity that small to medium businesses um, don't necessarily have um, the security budgets that larger corporations do. So, for instance, um, a larger company like a, 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 a banking or financial sector uh, uh, organization, chances are they should probably have uh, more money to devote to cybersecurity means than um, – than uh, uh, small to medium businesses do, and and the internet also has you know helped the, the growth of small to medium businesses is that you know a lot of businesses is still being done online and and they're able to now small to medium businesses are able to conduct business online, um, so to marry that the fact that 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 more activity is happening that way and with the with the the, the, the very real possibility that they do not have the proper or enough security solutions to address cyber threats. That it makes kind of like a a a, a you know as I said an attractive target for for the bad guys. Right, and I think that's what I a part of what I what you're tell, uh, just said I alluded to in my musings, because uh, many of them are caught off guard either because mainly because I would think is that oh it will not happen to us we're too small or you know and and, and it's that wishful thinking. Um, that small to medium-sized businesses may have, and that's one of the main reasons I wanted you to be on the show, to give them, it's a wake-up call. I mean, that's what I want you to do, is give them a wake-up call that, yes, it can happen to you, it, and more likely it may, you know, will happen to you at some point, and have you, do you have the security uh, in, uh, in place to either prevent it or deal with the damage? So, um, what you're saying, I, I hope, is giving them a, uh, a wake-up call. Um, you know, you talked about uh, why they're targets, and, and it makes very good sense why they're targets. Um, and you use the word actors. What actors are seeking to target small to medium-sized businesses? So first, uh, can you describe what you mean by actors? Um, and then talk more about uh, who they are, what they're trying to do, and then maybe get into how businesses can start dealing with this. Sure, absolutely. So when I, when I talk about actors in, 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 in the cyber threat um, uh, uh, lexicon, what we mean by actors, are different types of, of groups and or individuals that are conducting what we, we would classify as the hostile activity. So the two principal groups that I see uh, targeting uh, small and medium businesses with frequency um, are certainly the cyber criminals, um, and the second one is cyber espionage actors. Um, so what, I'm, what I mean by cyber criminals, just so that um, the listeners understand what I'm, what I'm talking about, are individuals or groups that typically exploit target computers and or networks to, for their advantage. 
Now, what I mean by that is that these criminals can use exploiting uh, computers to first and foremost perform malicious activities like steal money, steal personal information, steal intellectual property, or they can use these exploited computers to conduct hostile activities like spreading spam mail and fraud. So, for instance, like in the case I said there, like, hey, um, they can compromise your email account from which then to use that as a platform to send out a bunch of more spam. So kind of to uh, uh, perpetuate uh, this type of ongoing activity. And the third is, 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 is to a lesser extent, but uh, you know, still very, very real, is that they can use these compromised computer systems to store stolen data or illegal stuff. So they go out, they steal things, and they put it on your computer without your knowledge. Uh, mm. to kind of keep it like as a as a safe uh, a safe place for them to then come back to and then um, you know retrieve it when they want to. Um, so so you know that that's pretty much what where cyber criminals um, can do. Um, but also like another reason why small and medium businesses are 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 viable to these uh, to, to these uh, criminal element, it has to do with the access part that I talked about earlier. Small and medium businesses may deliver like services and or products to larger corporations and or like government agencies or or de- defense industrial base clients or you know, one sort of these like larger uh, uh, larger umbrella organizations. In these cases, the attackers see the potential accesses that the small and medium businesses may have as the value as the, va- the value. So less about what maybe the maybe the money or the data that, that the small and medium business has, but more so looking forward to like how can they leverage your connections to a bigger organization. So I can give an example of this. Um, I don't know if you recall the 2013 Target breach that happened, um, yes. where Target, uh, uh, you know, great store, um, got compromised, and uh, all those people's individuals' um, records were compromised. Um, the bad guys were able to get in there by compromising the, the, the network credentials that the Target's HVAC company that it used to, to, to subcontract <laughs> out to you know, perform uh, work on their facilities. So they compromised the HVAC who had uh, access into Target's network. So, right. by, 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 so not really focusing on what the HVAC had to do, but leveraging that access to get inside Target's networks and to be able to access their payment systems. And you know that's I, I I read about that, and because I shop at Target, I became very aware of what was going on, and I wanted to make this point because um, it, it can have dire ramifications for your business. I know because I've shopped Target on a regular basis. Um, I saw how it affected them on the store level. Now it affected them on their profitability, definitely. But at the store level, um, uh, less people were shopping in the beginning. They were afraid. Uh, so they didn't have as many checkout counters. They didn't have as many uh, people refreshing and uh, restocking. Um, and in the end, it not only affected the, the, the company's profitability, it affected the, the customers and the service they provided their customers. So this is a really real threat and I think small to medium-sized businesses need to be aware of that and that I would imagine Emilio big companies are now probably asking their suppliers what kind of security uh, um, whatever you know how are you dealing with the, the, the security of your your computers and your systems so that they won't hack into or, or deal or bring about a target another target kind of thing 
Um, are you finding big companies are, are very concerned about their suppliers now? Definitely. I, you know, I, I think if there can be any silver lining in, in an incident like that is, is the fact that um, what was not considered before when they were with, with regards to security, they are looking and asking those questions now. So it is equally important that whether you are a cog to a bigger machine or, there's, or if you have smaller cogs that are attached to you, it's to be able to find out, okay, um, you know what, what? What security measures do you have in place? How can you guarantee the the, the safety of our of, of transactions that transpire between our organizations? And, and at least to bring up that talk between you know between each other um, to certainly address that issue. So yeah, what was not really you know again known before um, certainly the target incident illuminated the the, the potential threat that. Um, compromising a third party into a larger party or uh, or, or a smaller party, depending, you know, it can go either way, um, and, and why that needs to be looked at, addressed, and, and you know, before, you know, before uh, business uh, moves forward that way. So, yes, definitely there's a lot more attention being paid in that area. And we just have about a minute left, and I know you talked about cyber espionage, and if you can just start that, talking a bit about that, and then we can carry that over to uh, the next segment. Um, cyber espionage, what can you say sure. about that? So the cyber espionage actors are those actors trying to gain illicit access to confidential information, and typically the, the kind that's held by a government or military uh, organization or international or think tanks or defense industrial base. Um, and these are the actors responsible for the more prominent hacks you read about in the news. So the OPM hack that just happened now that's suspected of being conducted by agents of a foreign government or, or the larger um, uh, that, 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 you know, that have that gained entrance into the White House or the State Department. And these are what we're talking about by cyber espionage actors, that they, they, they're working either on behalf of or sponsored by likely a foreign government. Well, at this point, it's time for a short break on the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Emilio Icielo, Strategic Cyber Intelligence Analyst, talking about cyber threats, how to be aware of them, and what to do about them. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. 
Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling. Connecting, uh, connecting people, the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidal, a Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders move from where they are to what's next that will lead them to success. My guest is Emilio Icielo, Strategic Cyber Intelligence Analyst, giving insights into a very timely and crucial topic, the reality of cyber threats and how they can cause damage to your business and what can you do about it. And so Emilio, uh, before the break, was talking about some hostile actors and, and was talking about cyber espionage. So I know, Emilio, that you would like to say a little more about that, and you actually have an example uh, of a small to medium-sized business. So tell us yes, more. Yes, I do. Sure. Um, so small to medium-sized businesses are not immune to being targeted by cyber espionage actors. Um, I know that might be a, a, a thing that they say, oh, well, why would it be us? Uh, if these are government agents, why would they want us? But no. So th- there's been recent activity that was revealed where cyber espionage actors were targeting small to medium businesses in the United States as well as Thailand and India. Now, among the key findings that are, I think are very salient uh, to this point are, so the small to medium businesses that were targeted in this activity uh, were involved in uh, various segments of, of, of industry, but uh, some chemicals, some to nanotechnology, some in education, agriculture, uh, media, and construction. And so the potential reasons that these, these small to medium businesses were targeted um, may have, you know, seems at this point to be like how they were involved in the manufacturing process or how they provided um, fidelity toward the sectors that were actually uh, that were, that are, that were covered here. So, for example, if a foreign government has determined that agriculture is an important national objective for them, that they want to either 
improve their technology and, and their manufacturing of agricultural equipment for their country, they may now try to gain insight and data from those small medium businesses that are doing that type of work to begin with. So if if a uh, small medium business in the United States is, is providing key parts to uh, you know a, a new tractor or something, um, you know a competing government looking to get that information, um, you know, to, 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 to steal that information to support their own development on that would not be uncommon. Or, you know, there's also the access as well. So if a small medium business is a subcontractor to a large organization, uh-huh. there may be that opportunity to compromise them in order to gain further access into that. So it's like, hey, not only are you making this part, but if you're feeding a larger conglomerate, um, I want those I want those plans as well, and that way they, they don't have to they spend less time developing it on their own, and they can steal that uh, you know the research and development to to further their own objectives. You know what you're saying is is kind of uh, not kind of it really is is it's pervasive. I guess that's the word I want that comes to my mind. It's pervasive, and it's everyone, every small to medium sized business, no matter what business you're in, you have to be aware of the uh, of cyber threats. So um, briefly, how are these hostile actors going about targeting uh, uh, small to medium sized businesses? I think you gave you a good example of a country who uh, may want to develop their agricultural industry and they may want to see possibly uh, target um, uh, a business in the U.S. or someplace else that is on the cutting edge. Um, so what other way, you know, is that one of the ways they're going about targeting small to medium-sized businesses? And what are the other ways that you can talk about? Sure. I mean, there are there are a, a couple of different ways, but the primary one that that is that is is used and is used by both cyber criminals and cyber espionage actors is, is what I discussed earlier is spear phishing. And like ah. spear phishing is is it sounds relatively simple, but it's, it's very effective. And if done right, it, it becomes very effective. So typically, when a cyber attack requires careful planning and proper execution. So if so, when you see actually see a compromise happen um, happen and occur, there has been a lot of effort to go in there to make that uh, a reality. Mm-hmm. So the more sophisticated, sophisticated operations, like for instance, like we saw in the Office of Personal Management, one that just happened recently um, here, um, you know. That remained undetected for a while, and that, that's that, that's a case in point of a very sophisticated um, uh, operation that happened. Um, so while the precise methods to conduct a cyber attack you know may vary, they generally implement some facet of these basic steps that I will I will tell you right now. Mm-hmm. So the first stage is reconnaissance. Now this is when attackers first identify a vulnerable organization and try to find the best way to target it. So mm-hmm. what they might do is like find. Uh, when I said before, with, with the sales Martin, uh, division getting a hit, most because that's mm-hmm. public facing. That email has been out there. Um, they probably harvested that and said, "Okay, this is a good avenue for an attack." Mm-hmm. So the second stage would be scanning, and what that is is a vulnerability scanning employs software that seeks out security flaws based on a database of known flaws. Now, mm-hmm. bad guys scan your network to find potential entry points this way. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, the third step would be gaining access. So once the vulnerabilities have been identified, the attackers will, will try to gain access. And this is when the, the phishing email is sent to you. Um, uh. And ideally, you know, they're hoping that the person clicks on it, the malware is, is, is downloaded without the recipient's knowledge, and at this point, they've, they've gained access. And once they've gained access, they try to escalate their privileges. 
Now, what that means is that once the attacker is inside, he will typically try to elevate his status in the network to be like a network administrator. Oh. Uh, network administrators have complete control over their networks, and so he wants this type of access. Uh, so he's able to go from one, uh, all around the network without being stopped, which is what he wants. The next stage is once he's been around the network and he sees you know, what, what type of assets are there, what kind of information, he too will try to uh, will, will take it out. So once the sensitive information has been identified, it will be copied and stolen. And the, the next stage is sustainment. So once entry has been achieved, the attackers will often try to immediately put in a back door. So in case that, that how they got in was discovered and a patch was done to the network to make sure that to plug up that hole, he will always have access back into it through, through another subversive channel. Okay. Now you've, you've really given, now it's a, you've talked about um, how they go about targeting and how they get access, and as you said, it's, it's a well-planned strategy. So let's move it to, I'm a small to medium-sized business. You've really got my attention here, okay? You're scaring me. So what can I do as a, a small to medium-sized business to improve the, the, my security posture, um, and to, to give me some sense that, um, you know, if not relief, at least some hope that, that I can do something about this? Sure. There's some, you know, some basic fundamental uh, cybersecurity practices that can be done. Um, uh, to certainly uh, improve the cybersecurity posture of small to medium businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the, the first and foremost is to know what you need to protect. Every organization, I said, ha- has key information. It's identifying what that information is and, and, and developing a security, uh, a security strategy around that of which to protect. So that's the first thing is being able to know what's important and know, okay, now that you, I've identified that, how are you going to protect it and make sure that that is, that, that, you know, that's the first step. Um, other things that, that can be done is certainly, um, you know, uh, <laughs> is enforce strong password policies. And, 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 and employees are notoriously bad at this. Every year they do a survey, and that's, uh, the, the first four common uh, passwords are always 12345, 12356, ABCDE. And this still goes on, and, and that's got to change. So, you know, passwords that are at least eight characters long and use a combination of letters, uh, numbers, symbols in upper upper lowercase will certainly help strengthen everybody's um, access to to the network so that that's very good um, so also it, it is being able to encrypt the the important information so implement encryption technologies on, on, on your on your personal computers on your desktops laptops whatever the business uses um, and removable media as well to protect the confidential information from unauthorized access so encryption is your friend and can be done relatively easily um, and, and will help provide just another layer of that security. Um, it's really very important one is make sure all the your, 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 your network patches are all up to date. Um, a lot of times this, all these things are made, uh, all these compromises are made uh, uh, successful is because people did not patch their networks even after uh, uh, the bulletins went out by Microsoft. Hey, you know, you need to patch this. People are, are slow to patch, and and that's something that 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 you know organizations can do relatively quickly um, to 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 at least eliminate that type of threat. Um, also, the antivirus staying up to date on that. I mean, antivirus is not 
would not generally protect you from the more sophisticated attacks, but when you consider that there are 160,000 malware variants that arrive mm-hmm. each day, mm-hmm. that you know this will at least keep the, the bulk of the mess outside of your outside of your network. So they, they do a good job just you know cleaning the junk out because if not, you know if you don't keep it up to date, any one of those you know when you talk about 160,000 almost a day, uh, is possible that can you know uh, exploit your network as well. And, and I think a very good one too in, in that organizations can definitely do is, is the education of, of of their employees. So so you know, developing internet security guidelines, um, educate employees on, on internet safety, uh, and certainly being um, you know trained on like the latest spear phishing uh, incidents, what they look like, how to detect them, how to you know to recognize them. Um, you know, and this has got to be an ongoing process. A lot of I know a lot of organizations and, and a lot of large ones as well do once a year, and once a year is not enough. Not not in a not in a, a dynamic threat landscape that we're in that changes. You know, by the minute, by the second, by you know, you have 160,000 matter each day change. You, you you not that you have to keep on educating every day, but certainly like quarterly, like hey, here's the latest, here's the latest, uh, to just constantly keep that refreshing going on. And certainly, you know, depending on what an organization can afford, um, the proper, say, proper technological solutions, you know, firewalls, um, intrusion mm-hmm. detection systems, um, whatever at that point they can afford to do, and upkeep, because it's just not buying equipment. You have to have someone actually there monitoring it, making sure it works, and, and being able to respond to incidents that might, but that might trigger as a result of a possible um, incident that happens. As well, but I mean, I know that, I know that depends upon whatever the the organization's uh, budget is for that. But that also. Well, I think Emilio, because it's about time for a break, but I think you've given four very specific things that companies can do, and I think the important thing is that they see it as important. It's not. It's come. It should be at the top of their to do list on a regular basis, rather than we'll get to it when we get to it. And I think if that's the main thing we've learned from your uh, um, interview today, is that it is important, it needs to be ongoing, and um, when we come back from our break, I think you're going to talk a little more about some of the things, the key things you want people to remember, and then how to contact you. So stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. 
Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders move from where they are now to what's next that will lead them to success. My guest today is Emilio Izelio, and he's a strategic cyber in- intelligence analyst. Boy, uh, which says he's very bright, okay? And he has been uh, giving us insights into a very timely and I really believe crucial topic of the reality of cyber threats and how they can cause damage to your business and what you can do about it. So, Emilio, what are the two or three top things that you want uh, the business owners to remember about this? Sure. Well, first, I think is cybersecurity is an integrated process that must include people, process, and technology. It's all it's a complement for each other. And I think the first and foremost thing that I would like to get across to the small medium business is that one, assume you're a target. Um, you know, it's very important to for small and medium business to change their security culture. Cybersecurity must be considered a part of the company's business practice and not just a complement to it. One recent report revealed that 60% of small to medium businesses do not consider cyber attacks to be a major threat to their organization. This type of thinking has to change. Um, and, and I think a second big point I, I, would, I would definitely ask of them is review the information that is put out on social media, that is put out on, uh, on websites, on, on the public-facing uh, front. Because social media is a boon for marketing and publicizing, but information put out there is exactly the type of information that attackers do use and they take that, and uh, whether it be emails, phone numbers, and they start to aggregate information against your uh, uh, business and start to craft how they're going to come after it. So being cognizant of what's out there and how much of that can actually be used or aggregated from other sources that could, be, that could be then be in turn be leveraged by attackers to conduct attacks against you, um, you know, it, we have to look at it and sanitize it as much as possible. And so those are the, your top two, and I think from your perspective, they're great. And I would add something from my perspective, which is as a leadership coach and is to um, to designate someone within your company at a high level to make sure that these things are done. In fact, I saw a program of Charlie Rose, and he had the CEO of a, a GE, and guess who's in charge of cybersecurity? It is the CEO. 
because he says, I need to know this and it's important for the company. So I, I want to thank you so much, Emilio. Um, this has been great. Uh, I've learned a lot and I'm sure there is more that you can um, tell our listeners and I'd love to have you back on the program to go more in depth in this. But right now, uh, tell the listeners how to uh, contact you and um, if they have questions or comments or anything like that. Sure, absolutely. So for uh, interested parties, uh, they can access uh, um, any of my writings that I've written out there, uh, both blog and, and for uh, peer-reviewed peer journals, excuse me, um, online. And that can be found either via academia.edu, uh, where it's collated, or anywhere if you just Google my name in cyber, you'll, you'll, you'll find my writings. That's uh, pretty easy to find. And certainly, if anybody wants to contact me directly, they can reach out to me via LinkedIn. I'd be happy to uh, to, to receive any and all questions and, and, and requests for further information or just talk about cyber uh, security in general. Um, I, I am a geek in that way, so I, I am passionate about it. And just so that people will know how to contact you and make sure they have your right spelling, um, can you spell your first name and last name? Sure. My first name is Emilio E M. I L I O. Last name is I A S as in Sam I E L L O. And uh, and I appreciate that because um, you know you want to make sure people know how to contact you. So again, thank you so much, Emilio. Um, thank it you has, very much. And it has been a, an eye opener for me as a uh, small business owner, and I hope for others that we do have to take this seriously. So um, so let's move on to uh, next week's program, and um, it's the title is From Fear to Greatness, Business, Sports, and Life Lessons of Personal Superpower. Are you experiencing high levels of change in your working environment? Are you dealing with so many decisions and not sure what to do? Is fear stopping you to move forward? Would you like to know how to get from where you are to where you want to be? Well, Isabella Ludenberg is an international consultant who enjoys a dynamic worldview after living in, uh, get this, six countries, speaking six languages, traveling to over 40 countries, and working with diverse teams from over 80 countries. She will share three superpower stories from Business, Sports, and Life, that can help you to overcome fear on your path to greatness while leaving a legacy. Tune in Wednesday, June 24th, 11 Pacific and 2 Eastern. Now, here's a final Smart Moves tip. Uh, don't be a modern-day Rip Van Winkle, waking up to a world you no longer know. Successful business management requires that you stay in tune with the changing workplace so that you will better be able to anticipate and prepare for the changes in a planned, constructive manner. Do you want, and this is why I've had Emilio on, because I want to make sure that you see the changes that are going on and the ongoing changes in cyber security and cyber threats and that you, you, you're no longer a Rip Van Winkle. You've woke, woken up to the realization that you need to do something about it. So um, if you'd like to know more about making sure you're not a Rip Van Winkle, um, please, you can get my free ebook, Smart Growth, 101 Success Tips 
so contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a smart moves coach, let me show you how. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth, innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level.